spaghetti! everybody! Spaghetti! We have returned to our Rhyme of the Frost Maiden game. Today is session 20, hopefully the Sea of Moving Ice. Today is May 23rd, 2021, and you are loved. That is a very important thing that we like to remind each and every single one of our viewers and listeners at the beginning of each and every single one of these games. If this is your first time joining us, you can go to youtube.com slash indoor adventures to check up on all the VODs of each of the games that we have played up until this point, including full playthroughs of Curse of Strahd, Tomb of Annihilation, Waterdeep Dragon Heist, uh, Ghosts of Salt Marsh, Tyrant Security, as well as many, many more to come. Uh, or if you are a more audio cast inclined individual, you can go towards where anywhere audio casts are made available for free. You can find us there under the same moniker. And speaking of things that are being made available for free, if you go to patreon.com slash indoor adventures, you can check up on our after show called Nights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from each other, but also from the community. And again, that is currently being made available for free. You don't have to be a patron in order to join in on Nights in the Courtyard. It's just, you know... I appreciate it a lot because that way I don't have to pay out of pocket for things like Zoom, Adobe, uh, Da Vinci is free, so that's not even an issue anymore. We're working on ways to help make this show more self-sustaining as time goes by, and the easiest way to do that, of course, is to show your support. Um, but if you already support us on Twitch, you already support us on Patreon and YouTube and all of those other wonderful spaces, and you're trying to think to yourself, where can I go to help support this incredible show even more? Guess what, buddy? I got your back. Quite literally, in fact, because if you go to indooradventure.redbubble.com, we got t-shirts, we got posters, we got mugs, we got crop tops, throw pillows, shower curtains, and we also have face masks. That's right, we have TM masks. Face masks with the symbol of Tiamat upon them, designed by our very own Cyberwolf1201, where all of the proceeds of those masks end up going to help support Doctors Without Borders. So, if you would like to help support a good cause, or help support the show, you can again go to indooradventure.redbubble.com. That is indoor adventure no s at the end dot redbubble.com but that is it for my opening spiel so hey satan who are you playing today hi everyone my name is satan and today we're playing Kuori, the goliath fighter she's an eldritch knight we both go by she they oh hi everybody it's me liz mac and tonight i will be playing lydia our rock gnome cleric and we both use she her i am the indoor adventurer he him and tonight i shall be playing his heart Wood Elf Druid. Well, he also uses he, him. Hey everybody, I'm Danae Keener, also known as Wings. I go by she, her. I'm the DM for tonight. Let's get right into it. Her fury sheds but frozen tears as gray clouds issue forth. Her wind across the wasteland shears, bringing blizzards from the north. When we last left off, uh, our heroes, uh, if you can call them that, uh, we're running... Uh, desperately away from the wreckage of the Dark Duchess, which was being dragged into the depths by an ancient, uh, enraged white dragon. Um, we will come right back into it uh, with them still still rushing uh, on the back of Hart, who has transformed into an elk uh, and is running across the sea of moving ice. Uh, just this vast wasteland of flat, uh, white uh, ice flows. Um, you can hear the cracking of ice. You can hear the straining of wood. Uh, and uh, most of all, over the shrieking of the wind, you can hear uh, the enraged screaming of Arvia Taurus as she searches for her lost companion. 
the dead wizard Meltharond, who has been thrust from her back by uh, your good friend Wesloy. Uh, so running, running, running along, um, there, like the, the, the screams of the dragon, uh, eventually becoming, uh, more and more distant behind you. Um, there is nothing but whiteness around you, uh, heart. Um, I imagine that you'd probably eventually start heading for the shore, but as you do so, you find nothing but sheer cliffs. Uh, and meanwhile, uh, the, the uh, brief silence behind you as the uh, dragon went underwater with the uh, with the ship has been broken by more screams, more roars, uh, and you can hear that roaring actually uh, rising up into the sky as it seems that Arviatoris uh, is has taken wing and is now searching for Meltharond uh, <laughs> in a in a more uh, airborne sort of way. Um, so. Not only are you trying to run away, you're also trying to like keep a low profile so as not to draw attention from the dragon. Um, and to make matters worse, uh, the still uh, the sea of Mo moving ice uh, is starting to live up to its name as uh, eventually you begin to hear uh, a straining and popping as the flow that you're on um, connects with another one. Uh, and the two of them begin to like crash into each other almost in slow motion. Uh, and you can feel the ground underneath you beginning to like tip a little bit. And you can see a peak beginning to form on the ocean uh, as these uh, flows are just slowly colliding with one another. Uh, the straining, the cracking, the popping and um, it's, it's becoming more and more hard to run on this slippery surface as it becomes less and less, you know, lateral. So uh, give me uh, an acrobatics check to keep your footing, Hart. All right, let's see if an can elk I, is acrobatic. Can I guidance uh, elk, Hart? Sure. Okay. You got some guidance there, too. Question, uh, would it be, could I possibly swing this as an athletics check? Yeah, if you want to. Oh, thank I don't God. I have plus six in athletics. I have plus nothing in acrobatics. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, so I feel like as it's, like, turning into a peak, he's sort of, like, hopping, uh, like, on any spot that looks solid or that's not going to give out. Just, like, try and, and be quick about it. Um, 21 total. Nice. Uh, these flows are like hundreds of feet wide, so you have to continue running uh, for quite a distance before you're able to hop off into another flow. Um, you like leap off of the side of it. It's already kind of like tipping. It's almost like jumping off of a ramp at this point. You leap off of the side of it. It's almost a, a blind leap at this point. Uh, and then you see like, like Kawari looking behind you, you can see uh, the ice flow that you were just on begins to go completely vertical and then just sort of dip into the, oh, in, dip into the waves and then like break in half and just sort of fall apart and then turn into more detritus uh, in the ocean. Um, uh, Hart, you are airborne for, um, what seems like, you know, like, 
forever. Like it goes into slow motion and then boom, you're like doo -doo 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 -doo, back onto the ice again, uh, hopping from flow to flow. Now uh, out here, uh, the ground is a whole lot less stable. Um, as you're doing this, um, Lydia, you start to feel a chill that uh, touches your very soul. Um, as looking around, you're oh beginning to you're beginning to notice um, sort of uh, an ethereal mist crawling up from between the cracks in the ice, um, and you're you're kind of used. Well, you've you've grown used to this feeling when from being around Wesloy, uh, as uh, every now and then he'd call on the power of his dead crew uh, to face a foe, and the skeletal hands would come up out of the ground and like drag that foe underneath uh, the ground to join them in death. But um, Wesloy is nowhere to be seen. Uh, and there, there is not really any yo-ho like camaraderie about this. It's, it's more the stench of undeath is real here. Um, and as you're looking around uh, and like looking down at the ice uh, underneath you, you can see um, thousands of eyes uh, looking up at you in particular um, with clear derision and envy. Thousands of eyes, just just yeah. eyes, just well, or do they thousands. look like they have hearts with them? Oh, certainly, like thousands of eyes um, attached to uh, ethereal, sunken, drowned faces. As it seems that uh, every spirit that has died in the uh, sea of moving ice is surfacing to give you a piece of their mind as it were. Oh! Um, but they're under the ice, right? For now. Uh, okay, 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 okay. Um, Lydia will, like, lean down and whisper in Elkhart's ear and just say, we need to keep running. We need to keep running. Hart does not, like, he does not break stride. He can keep mm -hmm. this form for two hours. He just goes, you go so fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say that every uh, ounce of Hart's addled mind is focused on running away. Um, and as he does so, um, those eyes are soon joined by ethereal claws coming up and just trying to like grab at his legs. Um, and like it, these limbs are, are too long, uh, and, but like they, they can't seem to quite uh, get purchase on him. But the longer you stay out here, the more you're filled with unease, Lydia. Um, and uh, there comes a moment where suddenly, heart, you have to pull up short uh, because you find yourself on, uh, you find yourself on a flow with like, you're basically just focusing what's the next jump, what's the next step. You suddenly find yourself with nothing but dark water and 
like you pull to a stop, like slide across the ice, like there's there's skidding, uh, and like shavings of ice are like being like pulled up into your hooves, uh, and just sort of fall into the water in front of you. Um, you, for a moment, you're just there with like roiling black water, and suddenly, out of the mist, there is this tall shape. Uh, moving. It looks like a landmass, but it is unmistakably moving. Uh, slowly across your field of vision, you see this enormous spire of shining ice. Uh, and, like, it has uh, about, like, six peninsulas kind of, like, jutting off of the sides of it. Um, and, like, from the top of the spire, you can see an unmistakable ribbon of color uh, just sort of trailing into the sky uh, and forming the rhyme of the Frost Maiden. Uh, yeah, Hart will, like, kind of turn, like... Like big old just elk heads, <laughs> like looking like is there any way? Like looks at water. No, I can't swim in that. Not with these two. Um, and heart is just like you can tell he's not having a good time. Mhm, mm mhm, mm mhm. Um, so you you turn around, you look for the next uh place to jump, uh, and. Really, the only way that you can go is back, uh, and you turn around to go back to where you were going, and um, it becomes clear that you're going to need to, like, jump farther than you've ever jumped before, Hart, because the flow that you are on is beginning to float away. Oh, oh boy. Guys, <laughs> Y'all are ready. Guidance! 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 I have nothing see. to give you! Other than encouraging words, you got this. Maybe. Uh, so the guidance came through. Praise be the Raven Queen. Uh, I got a total of 17. Okay. Uh, Heart, you... Like, basically, I, I imagine he just kind of shakes his head a little bit, rears back, and then just paws at the ground, uh, just tearing up ice. Uh, he runs to the end of the ice flow, uh, which has already begun to kind of like kick back a little bit and you just uh, rocket off of the end of it uh, and land uh, fairly safely on the other end, but you trip at the last second uh, and you fall onto your elk side uh, and slide a few feet. Uh, Kuori and Lydia are sent sprawling. Um, Lydia, you go right into the hands of some ghostly figures, uh, which immediately begin trying to claw at you and pull you under. Do I see Corey? Yes. Okay, uh, as I mean, Corey, from your perspective, it looks like she's just kind of sliding into the, into the water, water slowly. Yeah. Wait, so is uh, then... Lydia the only person who can see these like ethereal hands? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Good. I do then... not want to catch these hands. <laughs> <laughs> but they want to catch you. 
Uh, Corey's gonna as you as they're sprawling away, they're gonna get up as uh as quickly as they can and run to Lydia, and then just try and just grab her before she slides into the uh the water. All right. Uh, Corey runs up, scoops up Lydia, uh, looks around. Uh, the ice that you're on is unsteady. Uh, the the entire ocean is just constantly roiling like soup. Uh, I imagine you stand up. Uh, Hart is still kind of like clawing mm -hmm. a little bit on his side, trying to scramble to his feet. But like I said, ice is unsteady. No stable ground. Uh, Lydia is, you're currently like literally like yeah. a, a ghost is trying to pull you out of Corey's arms arms, uh, just roaring in your face, screaming, you don't belong, don't deserve, uh, and, uh, <laughs> like, you're all just, like, in, you're in a bad situation, the Sea of Moving Ice is not a place you want to be, uh, when, uh, suddenly, Quarry, as you're looking around, trying to find the way out, uh, you see, across the way, a nine-foot-tall giant in thick walrus armor uh, just bounds across the ice with surprising speed and grace despite her gangly, misshapen limbs. Although her narrow face is hard to see under the fur-lined hood of her frost-covered cloak, it's clear that the left side of her face sags much lower than the right. As the giant draws near, she skids to a stop, rests her great club on one broad shoulder, and says, Need any help? Uh -huh. <laughs> Yes, 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 please. Um, um, there is a roar above you as though, like, the dragon is, like, right overhead, several hundred feet up, uh, and, like, you all just kind of flinch a little bit, uh, and she says, you needed it more than I thought, uh, and she, like, snaps her fingers, and poof, out from her uh, comes this fog cloud. Um, and there is, like, you're, you're, like, lost in, like, soup, uh, of, of fog. <laughs> and where are you? You're at soup. soup. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hart, you are kind of hefted to your feet, uh, by big, strong arms, uh, and Quarry, uh, something takes your hand, uh, and you are all spirited away, uh, by this, uh, giantess, uh, as she drags you across the ice, uh, and, like, she, she, uh, like, essentially, like, whenever, um, the dragon gets close, she gets you all to get down, uh, and she <coughs> waits for an opening. Uh, and then uh, pulls you across the ice again. And like it's almost like she can anticipate where the ice is going to go. Um, in, in fact, she'll like yank you off of a flow that was like not connected and was like about to like go off into a different direction, hit an iceberg and then just like disintegrate. Um, you are pulled off of the sea of moving ice and led to a cave, uh, that is in the side of, um, the shoreline. Um, I mentioned before there, there's just, uh, just this giant wall of, um, oh, what's it called? Like, what, what's the caves, or, or not the caves, the, uh, canyons that are cliffs, cliffs, sorry, god. <laughs> I worked really hard for that one simple word. It happens, it happens. Right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, you come to the cliffside uh, and, like, you're led behind some rocks uh, and uh, into a cave. Um, and uh, this giant turns around. She's a full head and, and uh, shoulders taller than you, Glory. Yeah. I was gonna say, uh, DM, no, how, how tall is this giantess? Nine. 
Nine feet tall. Okay, I'm just gonna- He's a foot taller than me! I'm just gonna mark off, swept off feet by tall lady for my New Year's resolutions. Not how I pictured it, but, you know, I'll take it. (laughs) Yep. Um, She's got, like, uh, like, one side of her face does not emote at all, but the other side is always just kind of like this lopsided grin. Um, and, uh, the, the side of her face that doesn't emote just kind of always, like, the eye is always kind of, like, closed. So it's almost like she's always winking at you. Um, (laughs) she, she drags you into this cave, um, and, like, you know, basically, like, pulls heart in, like, throws, throws this elk in, like, uh, like she was picking up a Labrador retriever, um, and then, like, tosses Lydia in as well, and then just kind of pushes Kaori in. She, like, stops and, like, looks out, uh, and, like, a shadow falls over the cave, and she, like, bends down a little bit, um, and you hear the dragon roar once more, um, and she's just like, okay, if you lay low for a while, You'll be able to leave. Uh, thank, thank you so much. Um, thank you. Uh, sorry, I. Um, who are you? Uh, she turns around uh, and just kind of smiles at you, and she says, "Oh, my name is Tinjong." Tinjong. 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 Okay. Uh. Hello, Ting Jong. Uh, do you do you live here? Ah, uh, yeah, for the most part. Sometimes I like to move about, but for the most part, I like to keep an eye on the ocean. Why? Well, there's definitely a lot to see out there. I. I've never seen that many apparitions in one place. There's almost always something going on out here. Is Lydia, is this how you feel looking up at me? <laughs> Plus the uh, walrus is good eating. Uh, yes, Corey. I have constant neck pain, but you're worth it. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Um, it, did you guys see all of the all of the ghosts, they were trying to drag me under. Ghosts? You... You didn't see that? No. Did you see Tinjong ghosts? moves deeper into her cave while you, the two of you uh, begin yeah. to talk. I'll, uh, like, I'll, and she... I'll make sure... I'll make sure, like, Elk Heart is with us. And, like, I just put a hand on him to make sure the party doesn't split up. Oh, uh, like, I was gonna say, like, putting your hand on on Heart in this Elk form, like, he is radiating heat. His heart is pounding. Like, there's, like, a little bit of froth at, like, at his mouth because he's been working so fucking hard to try and run away. But he is, like... He shifts back into his wood elf form, but as he does, he's still, like, breathing really heavy. He's probably, like, shaking from the amount oh. of exertion that he's been through. Um, okay. Yeah. I would I would go so far as to say he probably yarfs. Oh, like, yeah. Just straight up, okay. just, like, was, like, was super nervous as, as an elk. Guess what? That carries over and the nerves don't hit the tummy the same way. Bless. You did really good hearts. Thank you. 
She's kind of like patting his back. He's okay. crying. Oh, she'll give she'll she'll carry him in her and like so he can like kind of tuck into her, and she'll hold him and walk deeper into the cave with him in her arms. Yep. There's uh there's no furniture in this cave, uh, but there is um a lot of furs, uh that are just kind of like set up on the ground or like over like a fallen uh, icicle. Um, so like, and, and a, a little space to make a fire that uh, Tin Jong is now just kind of mm -hmm. um, piling wood on and like, uh, uh, let me double check and make sure she has a, no, she gets out a, uh, how do you call it? Um, Flint, Flint and box. Tinder, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, and like starts making a fire uh, and getting that started. You can see that she's got like um, an entire like uh, wall uh, with spices and things held up on strings, um, and she's and and like also like a, a kettle. Uh, she gets that fire going and she uh, throws the kettle on top. Corey's just gonna sit like cross-legged with heart on her lap and just kind of rub his back as he's crying. He is an ugly crier. It's He has no shame about the way that yeah. he looks crying. Like, tears just stream down snot. Like It's it's okay, Hart. It's okay. It's not it's okay. okay. It's where we're safe now. She's out there. And Wesley went beneath the ice and then the dragon continued to chase us. But there is the big thing and it was making the colors in the sky she's Who's out that? there who's out there the frost maiden you just while we were running and heart will just like like big like sleeve yeah to like get the snot out of his mouth yeah. if anything like he doesn't really care like bother to clean up tears but mm -hmm. he says while we were running it was a big ice statue thing and it had like these six pointies coming from its sides and then there was like a rainbow coming from the top of it and that was shooting into the sky. Did we see this, DM? Yep. Yep. Everybody everybody got to see that. It was just the ghosts that were just for Lydia. Okay. Uh John. <laughs> Tinjon uh, walks over with some furs and uh, like starts throwing them over you guys. Um, it's still fairly cold in here since the fire hasn't had a chance to warm everything up. Uh, and she just kind of like sits down on a rock uh, next to you. Uh, she kind of has to like lean down a little bit. Her limbs are a little bit taller. I want to say that um, she's like body-wise, she's like thinner than Kawori. She's a lot more live. Like a, like uh, a swimmer bod? Yeah, she's got like swimmer bud going on. Uh, and she like sits down next to you and she's like, the Isle of Solstice. The Isle of what? You saw the Isle of Solstice. That's where Oral is staying. That bitch. It's kind so of incredible. So she, the, the Oral, the, the goddess that did all this, she's just staying in a tower in the sea of moving ice that's yeah that's about right 
Have you ever gotten the uh, intense want to fight a god? No. Can't say I have. Corey, we can't go back there. You really don't understand. We can't go back anywhere near there. We, we just can't. We're not... There's a lot that we need to work on right now. And Corey's just taking like big hefty breaths and you see like the, the, the breath cloud come out of her. She's trying to like logically take all this in. Okay. So oh, we saw where Oro was staying and you saw ghosts. Maybe I didn't, but I, it certainly feels like I did, and it certainly felt like they were grabbing me and trying me to trying to pull me under the ice. Okay. Uh, there were thousands of them, Corey. Thousands of them just looking up at me, angry. Did they? say anything or were they just looking at you they told me i didn't belong didn't belong that I, I wasn't supposed to be here and that's fine with me i have no intention of going back there they can they can have the ocean oh. heart agrees ocean is bad okay okay So we're going to have to go out of this cave again to leave. <sighs> Ching Jong, do you know a way out of here? That you could yeah, I can lead you out of here. Okay. But your friend is wiped. Oh, yeah, we're not... Would it be okay if we rest... Now. If we rested here for the night, I have a way to make us a little uh, shelter. It won't inconvenience you at all. And um... I mean, I insist, honestly. You go back out there, uh, Arvia Taurus is going to hunt you down. Yeah, yeah, the dragon's going to get us, and Arl's there, and the ghost in the ocean. The ocean's haunted. <laughs> ocean's haunted. <laughs> um... So, uh, thank you. Um, would you happen to have a pot I could make, like, a warm stew in? Can, uh, DM, would you let me say that I got vegetables when we're mm -hmm. in 10 towns for heart and things to make stew so he could have, like, a vegetable stew whenever we could? Sure, absolutely. If I put it in my back of holding, it's airtight. Nothing goes bad. <laughs> um... Except carrots. Carrots always find a way. Always find a way. <laughs> uh, it's the sugar content. Carrots uh, find a way. Carrots uh, find a way. Um, but yeah, she'll she'll ask for like a, a pot that she can make like a vegetable stew for everyone. Um, Absolutely. Uh, and uh, Tinjong will basically like reach up uh, 
on top of like what what looks like just a, a natural formation, but she's been using it as a shelf and she like pulls down a pot and just kind of hands it to you. Uh, she turns around, she pulls the kettle off of the fire uh, and pulls down some cups and pours you all some tea. It's got kind of a, uh, it's got kind of like a, a lavender mint sort of mm -hmm. uh, flavor profile to it. Thank you. Koi will wrap Heart in furs and kind of tuck him in the corner as a burrito. Put Liddy on with him. To stay. Uh, Lydia will also take the 10 minutes to ritual cast uh, Lydia's tiny hut uh, just because it's fully temperature controlled and if a dragon finds its way into the cave it can't get in uh, nor can ghosts. Hours. Uh, so Lydia is just very much uh, um, and she will definitely explain to our uh, rescuing giantess that um, should she want to come in, she can. I have not blocked it, but mm. it is only eight feet tall. <laughs> the oh, dome. That's funny. That's adorable. So it would require a lot of ducking. Um, she could sit. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm explaining to her where it is because it's invisible. Um, and it just looks like the back of the cave now has like a jutting out wall a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um but if she wants to come in, she can. It's just she will have to duck. I don't want okay. her to hit her head. Um. Uh, Tin Jong basically spends the rest of the night just kind of like moving in and out of the hut. Uh, like she'll like go into the hut, sit down, talk for a little bit, and then stand up and go get something and then like come back, sit down, talk a little bit. Or you'll make a stew for everyone, a vegetable stew, so Hart can have it. Um, the bowls and cups and the kettle, like all of the utensils that she has, uh, have this very, um, a, a, a very green kind of theme to them. Uh, they're all made out of just sort of like this, uh, this, this vaguely forest green stoneware. Uh, and they each have carved into them uh, just these embossments of acorns and leaves and vines and branches. Um, and as you finish your stew, uh, you get to the bottom of the bowl, you look into it, um, and it looks like uh, a, like an old man's face, but like carved out of, not even carved, like grown out of wood. Uh, make me a religion check. <laughs> no, that's four. Thirteen. Okay. Uh, eighteen for Lydia. Okay. Yeah, plus four. Uh, Corey and Lydia are able to recognize this as the emblem of the god Sylvanus, uh, which is the god of nature. Ting Jung, may I ask, uh, why do you keep an eye on the sea? I mean, this is where I live. I lived here before. I'm planning on living here for a little bit longer. 
All right. So you lived here before all the snow and ice and all that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I ask a question? Uh, yes, I think you're entitled to a question. Uh, where are the rest of you? The what? It's, it's just us. Um, uh, our friend. No, I mean, Goliaths never travel alone. Where's the rest of your tribe? Oh, uh, back in the, uh, the spine of the world. Lydia will just like supportively put her hand on Corey's arm, just in a like letting your friend know that you're there, but without applying like pressure or anything like that. Uh, she just sort of nods, uh, like clearly, like reading that like maybe I shouldn't press on this matter, uh, and she kind of like leans back and just sort of looks at the ceiling and she says, "Ah, well, you guys have the right idea of it, uh, Verbeeg." don't really hang around each other very often. Tend to be territorial. Verbeek? Oh, that's what I am. Oh. Do I know what a Verbeek is? Uh, I want to say yeah. It's like, you, you know when you... <laughs> It's it's one step up on the on the giant kin ladder, okay. you know, just a little bit taller. You know, this much so closer to being it's giant. Goliath, we're big and <laughs> giant. Okay. Yep. 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 Um, I didn't know <sighs> if I'd have known this was your territory, I wouldn't have gone in first, or at least asked permission. Uh, that's fine. I like a little bit of company every now and then. I promise we're just passing through um as she says uh company every now and then uh there is a sound like rocks uh grinding together uh, and she says well you don't really count you're always here oh who what was uh what was that uh, she points over at a rock um, and like up pops what looks like basically a pine cone made out of pebbles. Um, and you see the unmistakable little mask of a chewinga. Oh, you have a chewinga. What cart? I mean, I wouldn't say that I have a chewinga. I'd say that there is a chewinga here. <laughs> Did. A uh, point of clarification, did we give the lantern to Danica? Oh, we that, kept like, the lantern. So is the lantern, the lantern glowing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you get it out and look at it. Wow. Chewinga. Um, we are, I would like to see friends with a Chewinga as well. Um, they're, they're helping with a, a garden to feed the people in East Haven. Oh, if any of you happen to be good at music, this one happens to like it. Uh, Hart will uh, go over to the Chewinga <laughs> and just, like, give his bell a couple ringelings. Perfect. Uh, the, the Chewinga seems a little bit stubborn uh, as you approach. It kind of, like, stands a little bit taller and just sort of, like, looks at you like, hmm, who is this guy? Uh, and, like, you ring the bell and you see, like, his head turn, like, suddenly with, like, curiosity. Uh, and he hops up uh, onto your antler. 
um, and is standing very prim and proper. Um, you know, like his body is kind of like <laughs> a little bit more um, prodigious than the last Chewinga, and he is certainly heavier uh, as like it seems his clothes are made out of pebbles. Um, he hops up onto your head uh, and you can definitely feel the weight of it. Um, and he like pokes at the bell and it goes bling, bling. <laughs> and then Hart will kind of like shake his head from side to side, not to like knock the Chewinga off, but to just like make it jingle again. Mm -hmm. uh, and he like like loses his balance a little bit and then like gets flustered and kind of hops down off of your head oh, baby oh. uh, uh she's like uh tin jong kind of laughs a little bit uh and she says i think you liked the last guy better the last guy yeah we get a few people up here every now and then hmm. What the last guy look like? If you don't mind us asking, I'm. Oh yeah, sorry, I'm not the. I'm a uh, different sure. type of diplomat. <laughs> uh, pretty sure he was a human fella. Uh, Might have been one of them ragged, ragged nomads. Uh, he played a, a flute real nice. Hmm. Little guy liked him a lot, though he's become kind of a, a stickler uh, for music nowadays. Yeah. I'm sorry I don't have more skill, but um, I think we've all experienced enough horror for today, so I, I won't volunteer a song. Do you have press of digitation, uh, Lydia? I do not. Oh. It is not uh, one of my abilities. I think you can make like little sounds with it. Um, well, um... My uh, my singing is not uh, calming. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Um, if you don't mind me asking, how long ago was this human fellow here? I I fear for anyone who's still in the area with, you know, a giant angry dragon roaming around. Uh, a few weeks ago. Okay, so not very recently. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. Well, I mean, most people know to keep clear of a dragon's lair. Uh, <sighs> I didn't know it was a dragon's lair, first of all, so hey. Mm. And the giant, <laughs> the giant frozen pile of treasure just, you know, didn't, didn't ring any alarm bells at all? I, I didn't see... Any giant frozen pile of treasure, to be honest? Yeah, we didn't see it until later, and to be honest, we're here on assignment, so it's not as if we could really just, you know, not... I guess we could have just not come, but we didn't know that there was a dragon afoot, <coughs> or a wing. Mm. It, it's it's been more dangerous if we hadn't come. Um... And we didn't go to steal its treasure. Um, so uh, it was more of like a, we're just trying to escape type of thing. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, okay. It's treasure well, was not what we were here for. Well, you can stay for however long you need to, but I don't know how long you want to stick around. If, if we could just get some rest and then if you wouldn't mind getting us back to whatever the closest thing a road is out here. And sure, sure. The dogs. <laughs> the dogs. Where did we leave the dogs? I don't know. Oh, Wings, don't let, don't let those dogs die, I swear to God. <laughs> well, they didn't, I, uh, they didn't come with you onto the boat, did they? No, no, if I recall, we left them before because we didn't want them to be too noisy when we were trying to yeah. surprise the Duragars. So they were left at camp with a, a, enough, f f enough food and water for a few days. Sure, absolutely. So that's, uh, Lydia will take a few moments to try and explain where they left their, uh, <laughs> the two of you, the two of you argue over directions, which are, which oh, is no, hard no, to do yeah. when everything is just snow. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we came in from the West. No, no, possibly the East. I am not sure. Do that thing where you figure out which, which way's left. Uh... <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, this snooty little Chewinga uh, crawls back up its rock uh, and kind of settles down until it looks like just a little pile of petals or pebbles. Well, I, I guess we should all uh, get some sleep. Yeah, let's. It's it's been a day. It's, yeah. it's definitely been a day. Um, thank you again, Ting Jung, for, I guess, coming to the rescue. You did really save us. Thank you. Is there yeah. anything we can do for you? Do you? And Lydia will, like, start to, like, bring out some, some money and, like, offer some money. She just kind of, like, shakes her hand and she's all like, nah, nah. Sometimes it's good to be good to people. You know, you want to put out some of that into the world. You don't get to see that much uh, nowadays. Especially out here. So thank you. It's not unappreciated at all. Thank you. Um, let's all get some sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Corey's yeah. going to take that bottle of alcohol that the, the goblins gave her and just take a really big swig. <laughs> Okay. Offer some to Lydia and then to Ting Jung. <laughs> Lydia also takes a very big swig to the point where it's like you hand your friend like a drink and to have a sip and it's just like, are they going to stop? Are they are they going to stop? Are they, <laughs> they got to stop at L some Lydia, point, right? Lydia, 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 Lydia stop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do feel like that Corey has to physically take the bottle yeah. away from Lydia. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Stop. She just lets out a little burp. Okay. She looks to heart with the bottle. <laughs> Do you want... I feel like heart's back is turned to you. He's still, like, focusing on the Chewinga. So it's one of those just, like... No. Just hand, it, <laughs> hand it to Tinjong. Yeah. Just give uh, some to Tinjong, yeah. 
Tinjong will actually pull down a, a, a little cup. It's about it's about the size of a sake glass in yeah. her hand. Uh, no, and she like pours herself so. a little pours herself a little shot and she kind of gives it a sip and she's like, hmm, haven't had Grugan in forever. It's pretty good. Uh, but uh, a small thank you for uh, letting us stay here for the night, yeah? Mm. Yeah. Okay, everyone. Okay, kids, time to go to bed. Uh, she will just kind of sit at the edge uh, of the um, the tiny hut, uh, kind of cross-legged. Uh, she puts like an arm up on one of her legs and she holds that little sake cup uh, in her fingers. Uh, and she just kind of keeps watch throughout the night. Corey just lays there thinking about her clan and then just eventually drifts falls off. asleep yeah drifts off as she's just staring into the ceiling yeah, okay. I would say that Lydia's last thoughts are before she falls asleep are to the Raven Queen um, and she's just thinking to herself while clutching her Raven's amulet um Hoping for safe passage for Wesley. Um, and like this underlying note of, uh, you know, when you're not supposed to think about something that it's the most difficult thing to not think about. So Lydia in her mind is going, don't think about the ghosts that tried to kill you. Don't think about the ghosts that tried to kill you. This is about Wesley. This is about Wesley. But that's it's it's under there. It's I gotcha. It's All there. Right. Uh, roll me a religion check. I have recently discovered that that's plus four for me. A 17. You have a strong feeling that all is not right with the world. And um, the ghosts that keep on telling you that you don't belong uh, seem to have a very strong sense of envy about them. Um, most creatures that have unfinished business on this world don't get to seek that uh, in a mortal body. And uh, you have a feeling that you need to set things right. You've been given a second chance. What are you going to do with it? Lydia has a lot to think about. Uh, and it takes her a long time to fall asleep. And if it is any uh, comfort to her, um, she remembers uh, probably in a more scholarly sense uh, that... The Raven Queen has a uh, great derision for the undead, uh, and you're beginning to realize that the feeling is very much mutual. Yeah. It's not going to be an easy night's sleep. <laughs> I was okay. going to say, like, if it takes you a while to fall asleep, you probably hear Hart, like, crying himself to sleep. I think that if Lydia Lydia's still being awake and hearing that, she will 
Um, like goblin pile. She's she's she, just goblin piling, scooching mm. herself a little bit closer, yeah. a little bit closer to heart, and then very like apprehensively, uh, will just start um, it with permission. Yeah. Uh, playing with Hart's hair a little bit in that way that just is a comforting sort of someone is there and is there with you. Um, Corey just scoops them both up and hugs them to her. I feel like so if Corey fell asleep first and it's Lydia and Hart who are the ones where you're like staying up-ish and Hart's or Lydia's like playing with Hart's hair kind of thing. Um... Lydia would just hear Hart say very quietly, um, there's no one else. There's no one left. And it's all my fault. Hart, no. Look, whatever happened in the past, we have each other and we've grown a lot as people our mistakes don't define us and often we are our biggest critics they feel so much bigger when it's us looking at them versus someone else everyone i know everyone that i knew they're all dead stone point rose wind the only one that's left is stag and he doesn't he doesn't feel the same way he doesn't smell the same that's not your fault heart you are not a god i know your actions have consequences but all we can do is learn from them and be better. I feel like you see Hart's shoulders just sort of like squinch up a little bit. Like he just pulls his quarter staff a little bit tighter to his chest. I'm really sorry you feel that way, Hart, but I promise you, you're not alone. You're very loved. And I'm lucky to have you as a friend. I just wish that there was going to be something that I could go back to. Yeah. I understand that. I'm sorry. And I feel like Hart just gets quiet. And like, he lets you just continue to play with his hair, but he's just not going to say much else. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet baby boy's got a little bit of survivor's guilt. Yeah! Well, idea will just be quiet in there. Just again, reiterating that no one's alone and she'll sort of feel Corey at her back and see Hart in front of her and eventually be able to fall asleep. But she definitely falls asleep with, like, her hands in Hart's hair to, like, where her index finger and, and middle finger are, like, stuck between an antler. 
and she just finally drifts off. Everyone eventually uh, drifts off to sleep. Uh, Tinjong keeps uh, watch throughout the night. Um, Heart, you don't dream tonight, um, but your thoughts are occupied by that distant chanting and it seems to be getting louder and it's starting to interfere with your ability to rest. In focusing on the chanting, the chanting usually leads me places. When I say usually, I mean it did that one time. <laughs> Can I focus on a direction that the chanting seems to be coming from? Sure. Um, give me a wisdom check. <laughs> Do I have to? That's a seven. Okay. Um, the chanting is loud. And you can feel that there is a, it, it, it seems to be growing more urgent and it is more and more feeling like a cry for help to you. Okay. Uh, so much so that it like just kind of fills you with a sense of anxiety for the rest of the night. Um, while you are able to have all of the benefits of a long rest, um, I'll say that you'll have one level of exhaustion when you wake in the morning. Okay. Um, Kawori, I want to say that you're one of the first people to rise, uh, and when you do so, Tinjong is gone. Um, but you hear kind of a, a shuffling uh, a little bit like off to the side in the cave, closer to where all of the uh, uh, amenities are. Mm -hmm. um, and just kind of looking off in that direction, you can see she is crouched in front of what appears to be a potted plant of some sort, uh, just kind of the twisting branches of what appears to be like a miniaturized oak. Um, however, it is like, it does not have any like leaves on it or anything mm -hmm. it's it's like uh definitely in its winter form mm -hmm. just kind of these bare uh these poor bare oak branches mm -hmm. uh, that are clearly are supposed to have leaves on them but mm -hmm. you know winter um yeah. and like on the pot of this plant there are images of dryads and satyrs dancing around uh, and, you know, just sort of eating, drinking, be merry. Uh, and Tinjong kind of, like, stands in front of it. You see her, like, uh, put a fist into one of her hands, and she, like, uh, sort of uh, nods her head in some form of reverence. Uh, am I... Is she, uh, Corey will go out and kind of just look for a moment. Am I interrupting your prayers? Um, uh, she, uh, like, just 
kind of turns towards you. Uh, like at, at first it looks like she's frowning, but then you realize that it's just the, the, the slack side. part of, yeah. yeah, it's just the slack part of her face and she turns and she's still got that smile on her face mm -hmm. and she's all like, not at all. Uh, and she like sort of pats the pot a little bit and then stands up, comes in, uh, over into your direction. Uh, I've got some tea on if you'd like. Uh, yes. <coughs> Excuse me, morning allergies. I think it's morning at least. Hmm. Um, She'll sit down and pour you some. Uh, it's kind of a, a smokier flavor this time. Mm -hmm. uh, something to sort of wake you up. Uh, it's got a little bit of, uh, it's kind of like a cinnamon lapsang sort of something. Mm -hmm. All right, we'll sit down and kind of sit about it. So... Uh, you uh, worship Sylvanas, yes? Is the cups and bowls or anything to go off by? She uh, smiles at you and just sort of nods. Hmm. What about you? Do you believe in anything? I mean, I don't know if it's a matter of believing. Like, I, I know the gods exist. Uh, I think for a little bit I believed in something, not sure what, but uh, the gods have done nothing, but like, I don't know, mess with me. Oh, mm. fuck no. Yeah, that's fair. A lot of people feel that way, particularly yeah. about Oral. Yeah. She has done a lot of messing with us. Like I, it's to me, it's like almost like on a on a personal level. Well, uh, for her, it is kind of personal. I mean, she's not obviously not personal against us. Most of the time, gods just kind of have their own thing going on, and then, blah, they explode all over us mortals. Well, it's not our fault. Hmm. What happened to her to make her so icy? <laughs> Well, if I have my story straight, uh, she was friends with another god and then made a mistake and that other god got mad at her, got a whole bunch of other gods to gang up against her, and they all beat her up, kicked her out, sort of banished her up here. You know, Umberly, goddess yeah. of the sea. Yeah. Well, she didn't take too kindly to Oral freezing all of her water. Mm. Is, is that the god that got the other gods to beat up Oral? That'd be the one. Yeah. Okay. They were chill for a while. Huh. Why are gods so fucking petty? Jesus Christ, whoever that is. Yeah. They're really no better than us. It's just the biggest difference is that they have more power. I suppose. I mean, her story doesn't does resonate with some I've heard in what the, not the whole godly powers, obviously, but the uh, getting mistaken, getting kicked out, and whatnot. Have you ever been, like, chosen 
by like a god or like not even chosen but like blessed oh have i been chosen like have you or, or have you been chosen or blessed by a god ever in your life um, that seems like a really specific question Listen, I chose to follow Sylvanas, uh, mostly because it's a lot of fun. Uh, he, there's this whole ritual where you go and like find a bunch of dryads, and then you get blackout drunk, and then you know whatever happens happens. Maybe I should worship Sylvanas. I'd recommend it. But what happens in the forest stays in the forest. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what you're saying. Uh, I just what happens like if it's the other way around you don't choose a god but a god is like this one and chooses you that's usually a pretty bad situation I find <laughs> okay Corey do you want to tell me something Because it sounds an awful, you're doing that thing where, like, you know, you kind of talk around. I'm just asking a for situation. a friend, really. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, let's put it this way. Like, you've got a friend that needs help, Kawari. Like, what's what? What is your friend going through? Listen, Ting Jong. I've only just met you. You're gonna have to take me out in a few days before I tell you my life story. Oh, fair enough. I don't know, I just met those dryads too and we got pretty was, personal. You know, that's true. Um, I have beef with Oro. Like more okay. than most people do. I'm sure most people have beef with Oro. Okay. But uh, sometimes it's easier to talk to a stranger, huh? Sure. I mean, who am I going to tell? The rock, I, I and you well, hear like, you hear like rattling pedal pebbles. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about you. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, they're not much for conversation. Uh, well, the thing is, um. We we Goliaths, uh, we do this trial when we're coming into adulthood, right? Uh, for us, it was making our way through a specific tunnel. It's 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 dark. It's it, there's a it's a long way to go. It's frozen, uh, and not that, not that everybody makes it. It's it sounds easy, but it's not. It's quite grueling. It's survival. You know, if, if you can survive, you're meant to live, basically. You gotta be tough to live out here. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. We've got something kind of like that. Except mostly it's just beating the snot out of each other. You know, I wish that was what we did. Uh, <laughs> although we just do that for fun sometimes. Um So, uh, something happened when I was doing my trial. 
I don't remember what. But I'm pretty sure I passed out. And apparently I was told that the the exits and entryways of the tunnel had frozen over. And then I made it out somehow. Hmm. Sounds like chosen one bullshit to me. I don't I don't want that. I don't but What do you want? I don't know. I Ting Jong, listen. Right now, I'm trying to stop a lot of things from happening. I don't have time to think about what I want. <laughs> she, like, looks away and just kind of sips her tea in a very, like, I'm minding my own business kind of way. <sighs> I don't know why what that means or this chosen one bullshit means. And I'm not the chosen one. Apparently, there's more of this many of us blessed by Oral. What the fuck that fucking means. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, some of us are lucky. Some of us get answers dropped directly into our laps. You know, dreams or teachers or like uh, big, vast calls to adventure. But the rest of us have to figure it out on our own. You strike me as the kind of person who figures it out on their own. Not by choice. <laughs> well, I find that the first chance to having a choice is making one. Figure out what you want and then go for it. Okay. You're really wise. You're nah. someone that, you know, what happens in the forest stays in the forest. Listen, I just want to stay both. here, drink my, I just want to stay here and drink my tea. Uh, and if he drives. yeah, you know, and like, you know, every now and then like see a dryad or two. Or three. Five. Five's, five's a bit much. Keep it at four, even number. Four, four-ish, yeah. Four-ish. <laughs> three and a half. <laughs> three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Dryad's coming you know, in sizes. She just she just wants the white picket white picket snow fence and two point five dryads. <laughs> I I just want to stay here and feed my birds. <laughs> well, if I ever see a giant, I'll send them your way. It's been a while since I've seen dryads, actually. <sighs> yep. Maybe one you day. Guys ever, you guys ever come this way again? Uh, you need a place to hide from a dragon? Let me know. Yeah. I'm not sure how to find this place again, but I'll definitely try. I'll probably find you. You guys are very loud. You know, we were running for a while. 
from a dragon. You'll probably find us, yeah. Yeah. Um, she makes you guys some breakfast. Um, I'll say it's like a to- like toasted nut pancake sort of situation. Uh, I want to kind of start moving on from this. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all wake up. Is there any conversations? Yes. Uh, this is part of the waking up conversational process. So is, <laughs> is the tree like this oak tree that has like no like leaves or anything like that on it? This is visible from where we are or is this like in a separate mm-hmm. place? Um, sure. I mean, it's kind of like off in a corner and it was like it was kind of amongst a few other things like a like a barrel and some like crates and furs and stuff. It was just sort of part of the clutter of the room. OK, um, it's in you said it's in a pot. Yes. Okay, um, so I feel like Hart would go over to it um, and, like, see the state that this oak tree is in, that it should have these big, beautiful leafies on it, but it is just, like, stick bundle. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's starting to droop a bit. Um, like, looking at this, uh, deciduous trees are meant to have kind of a yearly cycle to them. They will go dormant and then, like, wake up and then go dormant again. Uh, but this has now been dormant for, like, two years. So it has not had a, a spring and a summer to, like, fertilize it. Um, no sun, really. Um, it, it seems to be starting to deteriorate. Um... Yeah, so Hart is going to go over to it and he's going to put his hand on this like kind of withered trunk uh, and remembering the trees uh, that were in the glen like that stag has like a big old chunk of like a big old chunk of oak that he uses as a shield. Um, Remembering that Hart will say to the tree uh, that it needs to stay strong for just an uh just another month uh he'll say another season and then mm-hmm. once the season passes then your roots will grow strong yet again but in the meantime rest well and i'm going to pl- he's going to cast plant growth uh, I'm going to use a third level spell slot and just make this plant fucking... It says in the spell that it becomes overgrowth. So I imagine, mm. like, if there's any other, like, plant-related things around, they all just start fucking going wild at this. Sure. Um, I'll say that, like, she she has, like, a... a, a um, some, like, dried herbs and such. Um you like touch this tree and um it it has begun to become kind of like thin and withered um its trunk like fills out and becomes uh stronger uh and more um more supple more healthy really um you see uh like like little spring green leaves uh beginning to bud uh and like you then like fill out and just like uh a bunch of oak leaves just begin to like billow off of this tree 
um, and then like uh, acorns form and um, like it, it really just kind of goes through an entire like growth cycle like essentially you give it that whole year that it missed um, you you see it go from spring to summer uh, and then uh, like it just the, the leaves just start to turn um, and go towards autumn um, like I, I imagine that like grass begins to like poke up out through the uh, cracks in the floor. Um, the herbs in her cabinet freshen and you see them like uh, begin to sprout flowers and such. Um, Tinjong kind of looks on in awe and she's all like, huh. Yeah, and Hart will just like, like give the tree a few good pats. And then, like, walking past the Chewinga, just, like, like, uh, he'll, like, take two acorns and cup them in his hands and then just, like, shake them together so they make, like, a rattling noise. And then he'll uh, offer the Chewinga, one to a Chewinga. The Chewinga's trying to look aloof, but, like, when it makes that rattling noise, it, like, it, it does that, like, head turn, like, huh? Like, it's always interested in new sounds. Yeah, and I think Hart will just like give the Chewinga these two acorns and then like give it give it like a little bit of a bow um to make his bell jingle again. And then uh he was going to give um he, Hart, I think, just uh goes up to Tinjong and says, I'm sorry about all of your herbs. I know that a lot of the time they need to be dried out in order for them to be useful, but I felt like you should have this for saving us yesterday. And he is going to give her his Heward's Handy Spice Pouch uh, that, he, that he has had for a while. So now she has uh, a little pouch of spices that regenerate daily. Nice. Um, she's she's just in the middle of explaining to you that like you basically doubled her supply and it's a bunch of herbs that she hasn't been able to harvest in a long time. Um, so she's like, actually, you've really done me a favor and oh shit. He's a kind person. And then Hart will look up at Tinjong and uh, repeat the same thing that she told them, which is it's good to be good to people. Uh, she kind of looks at you for a second, and then she gives you that lopsided smile. She reaches up with her big, long fingers and just kind of, like, ruffles your hair uh, and then slaps you on the back. <laughs> um, she's going to send you guys off with um, a bunch of tea. Just uh, a bunch of different kinds. It's like, uh, this one's good for colds. It's got eucalyptus in it. This one's uh, like got caffeine in it. Um, it it's just, it, it, it's like literally just like a tea, a, a loose leaf tea sampler. <laughs> um, she takes you to the mouth of the cave, looks out for danger. Uh, she casts pass without a trace and she guides you up what looks to be... Um, essentially a deer run going up the uh, cliffside. It's steep, um, but there is enough space for a verbeeg to find footing, uh, and therefore the rest of you are able to as well. 
and she leads you up the cliffside um, and back towards where you said that your dogs were. Uh, and after some time, you are able to find your camp um, and a bunch of barking, uh, whimpering uh, dog dogs who are happy to see you. Lydia is immediately making sure that they're all okay and handing out treats um, and just making sure that everyone's got some unfrozen water. <laughs> uh, just doing stock, making sure that everyone's okay. And she hugs them very tightly and is very happy to see them. Mm -hmm. uh, Tinjong uh, will go over to Hart and... Um, press uh, an acorn into his palm. Um, it's a, a fresh one from the tree. Uh, and she just kind of like cups her hands over his. Yeah, Hart will, Hart will accept the acorn. Um, and then if she's going to be heading out, uh, he'll tell her to have a nice day. Uh, she says that you should have a nice day too. Uh, she claps Corey on the shoulder and says uh, that you should join her for a dryad dance sometime. Um, and she will also... <laughs> she's if always I, winking. If I find my way over here, I'll definitely join you. <laughs> uh, and she will uh, kind of, like, gently ruffle Lydia on the head uh, and poke her on the nose. Lydia will kind of wiggle her nose and just say, thank you again, really. Yeah, no problem. Uh, and she throws her club back over her shoulder and she heads back towards her cave. Wave. Just, bye. Okay, everyone, let's get going. The sooner we leave here, the sooner we get farther away from that thing. The dragon. No, not uh, Deng Zhang. She was lovely. All right. Uh, you guys get ready to head out, and I think that's a good place for us to go on break. Excellent. So we are going to try and be back in five to ten minutes, so don't go no place unless it's to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to indooradventure.redbubble.com. Pick yourself up something nice, and we'll see you guys shortly. All right, everybody. See you soon! And we're back! Hello, everybody, and welcome. We have returned to this wonderful game. Danae, take us away. Uh, hello, raiders. Welcome. Um, and uh, when we last left off, uh, you guys were heading out, uh, moving away from the sea of moving ice. Uh, back inland, I'm, I'm assuming you're going back to Ten Towns um, yeah. to report on what happened at the Dark Duchess. Uh, it like we did a fast play uh, for you guys to get here. Uh, we're gonna fast play a little bit for you guys to get back. Um, you travel for uh, a few days. I want to say it, it was like it was like 14 days of travel. I think it took to get here. Um, you guys go for about five days uh, and every time you rest, um, heart is plagued by this chanting. Uh, that doesn't necessarily ever go away. Um, you are able to rest enough that you can, like, you know, you have a very restless, anxious sleep, um, but you are never really ever able to clear that uh, level of exhaustion. 
um <laughs> you know how it is yeah like sometimes you just can't sleep and then you're just kind of a little bit tired all the time yeah um what happened to yeah. escapism uh well <laughs> so <laughs> hey i could be giving you nightmares buddy <laughs> uh so over the next period of time um would would Hart be able to get a good bearing on this chanting? Because, like, he's been trying to, like, echolocate it for a while. So if they're, like, uh, if it's over an extended period of time, like, does he know, like, directionally? Sure. If you if you focus in on it, um, you begin to realize that throughout throughout your travels, you are getting closer to where the... Uh, to, to where the chanting is coming from. In fact, it is it is closer and louder than it has ever been to the point where uh, one day while you're traveling, you get a very strong sense that if you continue going the way that you're going, you're going to go walk you're going to walk right past it. Yeah, I think Hart would he would ask that they like not totally change the direction that they're going but like i feel like him being exhausted for days on end is like definitely a thing that the party would recognize because we're all pretty good about you know realizing when one of our friends is not in a good way mm -hmm. um so Hart would ask if if they could follow this so that way that way i can stop feeling so tired all the time Whatever you need, Hart. Yeah, we'll, cool. we'll follow that, yeah. Well, it's also, it's, it's been ever since we were in Karkalok. Like, I've just been hearing this while I've been sleeping. And I'm kind of scared. Because normally, I when I would have dreams, it was about an event that was coming. But it was usually right before it happened. But this is one that's been happening for for. Mul almost multiple 10 days at this point like a 10 day and a half i think that both Flory and i know not to mess with anything that comes to you when you're dreaming so if this is something that's plaguing you we need we need to take care of it and we will together we'll be, we'll be right there okay thank you of course do you have a sense of where it's specifically coming from the direction, or kinda. Well, how about maybe we travel slower, and wherever it feels the strongest, we'll take it from there. Hmm. Heart's okay with that. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say, Kawari, give me a survival check. And heart gives me just a flat wisdom. Twenty-three. Hey, hey. Um I'm gonna can I guidance myself on this? Sure. Alright. Or Lydia will. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Awesome. Uh, between the two of you, uh, you are able to safely navigate your way across the tundra. Uh, in the general direction that um, this chanting seems to be coming from. Um, Heart, it is, it is clear in your mind 
Um, the, the words, like I said, are in a completely different language, but um, like you can, you can hear them uh, thundering almost like a mantra in your head. And um, I, I've described it before, like sitting in a lake uh, with like something splashing uh, somewhere uh, uh, away from you. Uh, and like just feeling the uh, waves and the ripples come over you, um, you get a very strong sense of where it's coming from. Uh, you are able to uh, lead the rest of the group a, a little bit off your path uh, into what looks like um, a, a little bit of a mountain valley. Um, and eventually, um, I'm going to say it, it doesn't even take you a whole day out of your way. Um, it's this close to you. Um, as you trudge deeper into the mountain valley, an eerie glow betrays the monstrous outline of something stupendous and ominous. It looks like a cephalopod with slimy, ropey tentacles as thick as tree trunks that has tried and failed to bury itself into... Uh, Oh, shoot. Uh, has tried and failed to bury its immense bulk in the snow. And that's what I've, like, that's, like, what I'm guessing my mantra is coming from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, cool! It's like a whale, but worse. It's like function. a whale. Yeah, heart's eyes, like, they are just, like, you can see this immense uh, trough uh, in the snow uh, that has been kind of half buried, uh, just sort of dragging um, its way across the valley. Um, it, it looks like this thing kind of like was using its tentacles to kind of push itself through the snow, uh, but it is now resting completely immobile. Uh, and sure enough, uh, that mental chanting is coming directly from here. Can I use my detect thoughts on it? How far are you? I don't... At least 120 feet. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, we... Read to me again what detect thoughts does for you. Uh, I, it's I know just that last time thoughts? we used it. Last time so, we used it for you to be able to, like, uh, locate any living creatures yeah, in there. Yeah, so Detect Thoughts will just give me the surface thoughts of a creature. Not like it's deep, their most inner secrets, but whatever's thinking at the moment, I, I, I assume. And as long as it has an intelligence score of three or higher. Yeah. Cool. Um, I need to check a couple of different things. Huh. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Um, there is one kind of scrambled, dull, um, signature coming from the, uh, enormous cephalopod thing. Um, and there are three kind of manic... Oh, I'm trying to think of a good way uh, of describing it. Um, th 
three manic and, uh, and immature signatures coming from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you say that you, you get surface thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the scrambled dull one doesn't really have thoughts so much as it's just kind of a, a, a throbbing presence. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the small, um, manic ones, uh, are sort of scrabbling and, um, every now and then it's punctuated by one word. Um, and like, so like you're, you're trying to like discern what, what these things could mean. Um, and like these, these three scrabbling signatures, um, like one of them goes play. And then like you hear another one go fight. And you hear another one go hungry. It's cool. Or you will, um, uh, tell the group that it's like, there seems to be three. Um, is the glow coming from them? The glow is coming from the cephalopod itself. Okay. Okay. You're getting signatures from inside it somewhere. Oh! Okay. I think it had babies. (laughs) That's more me as a player. Um, it's, there's, three signatures that I'm getting from it. They want to fight, play, and eat. Uh, is Sounds it... like a Goliath child, to be honest. Um, is it coming from in- inside the big whale? The the cephalopod? Yeah. It's not the, it's not the whale. Uh, close enough. Whale well, adjacent? actually, they're two very distinct creatures. Uh, a cephalopod will have... Uh, <laughs> she'll go into this long. <laughs> Explain what a cephalopod is? <laughs> yeah. Um, a cephalopod, long story? Yeah. Tentacles. A <laughs> they're a member of the molluscan class. Uh, they're like squids, octopus. Have you seen a cuttlefish? Oh, yes. Um, yeah, no, of, of course. Um but they're okay. usually like in the ocean. Yeah. I thought you said Is... they didn't come this far. They usually don't, okay? <laughs> usually? Is the creature moving at all? Like completely immobile. I think it's housing creatures into the stud. Yeah, I think something's living in that. Well, we're we're gonna have to get closer, and we're gonna have to d- do something about it. Um, if this is where heart streams are telling him to come. Okay. How about uh, I I I put myself first, and then you two behind me. Yeah. Always a fan of that plan. Okay. Uh-huh. Are you good with this plan, Heart? Yeah, Heart. What do you want to do? So, previously, when, like, before the chanting led him to this fuck-off creature from the deep, uh, they, like, they had drawn him to the Psy Crystal? 
that was inside of the eggy shape. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that Hart necessarily knows what to do. So he'll just start walking towards it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I will go into a starry form. All right. Oh, uh, okay. Heart uh, instinctively you let burning. Okay. Yeah. Uh, instinctively you let burning star take control, um, and you begin walking towards this thing. Um, as you do so with your passive perception, you can see that uh, as you get closer to it, you can see that there are a couple of um, what appear to be sort of like I don't know arthropods sort of scuffling around in the snow in front of it. Um, and those arthropods, uh, sensing your approach, um, both of them kind of like look up at you and you can see like these little like wiry tentacles around their faces. They've got kind of long, uh, bodies with, uh, segmented shells. Um, they basically, uh, imagine like a a roly poly, make it about the size of a chihuahua and, um, like it's, it's kind of yellow. Um, it. it sees you approach th- these things see you approaching and they just beeline for you okay are these the things that Corey heard like if Lydia does detect yeah. thoughts does she hear these similar things, things? Are, these things have the intelligence of insects okay ah. definitely not the things that I heard then uh, uh, Lydia will reach out and touch starry form heart um, and just um, give him vigilant blessing so you have advantage on your next initiative roll for any time in the next 24 hours Um, just as seeing these things come towards him she'll just reach out and touch his starry hand oh when Lydia touches his hand does it feel any different than touching Hart's hand I would say like you've held Hart's hand before, not only mm-hmm. in like crowded places, but also like he's the bathroom friend late at night. Like he'll he'll always go out with you. It's fine. Um, Hart's hand is always like very warm. I want to say Burning Star's hand just feels like ice cold. Oh, oh, okay. Um, like but- so cold that it almost burns. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Lydia will just like squeeze very slightly and hold on just a second longer and then let go and watch as she sort of takes her hand off and the stars reform and just kind of nods. Well, it's convenient that you should mention initiative because we should start rolling some. Um, and as as you uh, approach these arthropods and as uh, these arthropods uh, come to meet you, um, when I said chihuahua before, um, I, I meant a chihuahua uh, the size of a hippopotamus because evidently these things what are huge. <laughs> <laughs> these are two uh, very say, different sizes, Wings. And when yeah. I say huge, I do mean large. <laughs> And now that we're all thoroughly confused so, to the size of these bugs. So it's a small rock the size of a larger boulder. <laughs> yes! It's they, a small bug the size of a large bug. D- 
Janae, I am a game developer. I'm already terrified of bugs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's okay. Oh, You'll be fine. Yes, Levi. Those infamously small creatures. Hippos. Hippos. <laughs> They've, they've got kind of like tentacles oh. on the front of them. They've got I hate like all of exactly it. Like hip, exactly I hate like all hippos. of it. I hate all of it. They're a little bit hairy, and then they like open their mouths to screech at you, and then they've got like several rows of teeth. Oh, I hate it. I think I know. I, yeah, you know, Great. as as well you, you have should. A picture of it? I do. I want to, but see you might it. recognize it as soon as you see it. Oh, okay. Then I want to uh, give. Let's look at it after we're done. Okay. Then, <laughs> then yeah, like I won't. Uh, give me uh, your initiatives, please. 16. 16 for Quarry. 4. 4 for Lydia. And a 10. With advantage? Ten. Yep. Ooh. 10 for Heart. With advantage and a plus 3. Okay. Uh, now remind me what the arrangement looks like here. I know I, I, it sounded like Heart was leading the way. Yeah, he was pushing forward. Yeah, I, I, Corey, I imagine Corey next to him, and Lydia's on the other side because she's yeah. just holding his hand. Gotcha. They're all lined up. All right, Corey, you're at the top of the round. These things are coming at you. They're about fifteen feet away. Uh, I am going to use Marshall. Let me long rest because I sure as shit have more than twenty nine hit points. Uh, I will use, um, a cantrip. Wait. Mm. Mm. I should have looked at my sheet. It's been two weeks. Two weeks? One week. I'm confused. It's, I'm tired. It's like, um... I'm going to actually I'm, I'm at first going to hit it with my sword twice um so she's gonna unsheath her sword actually she has a sheath that comes out in a flurry of snow in her hand uh and the the blade almost starts looking like a blue metallic type of of color the more uh like it's changing throughout Mm. And uh, she takes out her shield, and then they are going to move forward, attack the first weird hippo shrimp thing. Whatever these things are. Okay. Fifteen. They've also got. They've also got those like mandibles. Like. No, I don't like this. Fifteen. Fifteen will hit. Ten. Okay, and 10 then, damage. And then slashing again. Yeah. Okay. And then I can. Now I. Ooh, 24. Oh, yep. Yeah, it definitely hits. Ooh, nice. I got max damage, so 11. Okay. Ouch. Yeah. Um, you take a couple of swings at this thing, and um, it. Uh, <clears throat> Like you see, like a couple of those tentacles go, like get shaved off of its face, um, and it goes. Anything else for you? Um, I believe that's all I have. Yes. All right. Well, this thing is going to retaliate. Um, 
Oh, you know what? I didn't open my thing that I roll with. So unprofessional. I knew I was forgetting something. In the meantime, look at my big mug, everyone. <laughs> yes, and also the Snorlax looks great. You want to know what would actually be really good inside of that mug? I'm not saying you'd have to do it all at once, but some found familiar coffee. Oh. Just throwing that one out there. Now, Ooh. I am a personal fan of them, but did you know someone on this channel can hook you up with a discount, Liz? This is true. If you use coupon code jabroni at checkout or go to foundfamiliar.com slash jabroni TV, you can get 10% off your order and it stacks with any sales that they are doing. So if you get something on sale too, it just adds to that. And that yeah. is jabroni, J-A-B-R-O-N-I. It is indeed. So you can have found familiar coffee in this uh, small mug the size of a large mug. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that teacup? Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. An espresso glass. Uh, Kaori, uh, this thing, like, wraps its tentacles around your arm. Does a 19 hit? Yes. Uh, and it tries to, like, pull its face up to, like, chomp onto your arm. Getting uh, of this. It, it kind of, like, gnaws a little bit, but it's not able to uh, break your skin as it rolls an 8 for its bite attack. Um, I imagine, like, as they pull her in, like, they pull up their shield against their mouth. Yes. Um, however, these tentacles, um, like, they're really hairy, and they seem to, like, kind of slough off this, uh, the, these, like, sort of microscopic spikes into your arm. Um, sort of the way that, like, if you brush up against a plant that has, like, you know, poison ivy on it or something, uh, it's, it's got that kind of thing going on. Um, you take like a, uh, a jellyfish tentacle. Yes, 100% like that. Um, you take five poison damage, and I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. Ugh. Thirteen. I have plus six. I rolled a seven. Okay, a 13 is just enough. Oh, thank God. Um, for you not to be poisoned by this critter um so yeah uh it, it also has like these little teeny tiny like very short legs that are just scrabbling at you as it uh tries to like latch onto you and cause you problems uh the second one is going to hop up and try and get heart um that's a 21 for the tentacles it'll do it Okay, uh, that's four poison damage, and I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. Natural 20. Nice. Um, and 12 probably doesn't hit you? Uh, 12 does not. Okay, uh, this one latches onto your leg with its tentacles, um, but um, it is unable to really gain purchase with its mouth uh, as it seems like these tentacles are really used to kind of like grab their prey and then pull it towards their mouthpieces. Uh, their mouths are, are not really great for just the biting. Like they really need those tentacles to like aid in the, uh, the whole nom situation. Heart, it is your turn. Um... So he has one that's attached to him's leggy. Kawori has one on her. Um, 
Yeah, Hart is going to cast a... Yeah, he's going to do a third level Flame Blade as a bonus action. Mm -hmm. uh, and then use your action to make a melee spell attack with said Fiery Blade. Uh, so he's going to try and just like... So it's the same thing that he normally does where like that like the light that's pulsing inside him glows. He reaches in, pulls out this flaming scimitar, and then just like tries to do just a clean like clock hand moving downward stroke with this scimitar to just detach the tendrils from him leggy. Um or at least he's gonna try with a sixteen. That'll hit. Okay. And then that is going to be for a total of fourteen points of fire damage. Okay. Uh, these things are not very agile. Um, you are able to um, remove the tentacles that are uh, attached to your leg, uh, and it rears back. Just... And then just, like, slightly turns body, so that way, like, forefront is facing creature. Lydia, it's your turn. Seeing all of this, Lydia will take a moment and then she is going to cast Spiritual Weapon in between the two creatures so that it's in range of both, if possible. Um, which is my bonus action. And I will attack the creature that had just bitten on Hart's leg. Um, so let me just roll that real quick. Uh, 21? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, yes. So that would be... Are nine. you attacking... Are you attacking the one on Kawori or... On, on heart. heart. On Heart. Okay. Uh, and that would be nine points of uh, radiant damage. Okay. Uh, and then with my action, because that was my bonus action, I will use a cantrip and point at the one that is attacking quarry and pull out my little bell and once again across the ice you hear the creaking of an old ship where the sound of a bell should be and i need that creature to make a wisdom saving throw with a dc 15 please okay uh it's not gonna make it as it rolls a five Whew. excellent so it is going to take uh, 11 points of necrotic damage. Okay. Ouch. Ouch, it says. Verily, ouch. Okay. Uh, quarry. I am going... I am grappled, right? No. No? It's just a... It's just a flavor thing. Okay, cool. It, it do got them little uh, mm -hmm. tentacles, but they're very weak. If you pulled away, it would just slide right off. Okay, okay, okay. This is much better than I thought. Then um, I'm going to then... Um, hmm. I'll attack twice, actually. I, I won't use my spell slots on these things. I'll attack twice again. Um... Almost a natural 20, but, uh, 25. Yep. That's nine points of slashing damage. 
And hit one more time with a 19. Okay. And that is oof, just five points of slashing damage in total. So right, 14. That one... Yeah. Okay, that one's looking pretty rough. Um, on its turn, it's going to try and brush you with its tentacles again. I like that. Uh, 12 to hit. Does not hit. Okay. Um, I think this one's actually going to try and scurry away, uh, provoking an attack of opportunity from you. Uh, yes. Yes, it does. Uh. Would it also provoke an attack of opportunity for my spiritual weapon? Um, I mean, oh, I feel like we uh, addressed this at some point. Steven, do spiritual weapons get uh, opportunity attacks? Um, they don't count as creatures, do they? No, so if a spiritual weapon is leaving, they don't get to provoke an attack from uh, an attack of opportunity. But the attack of opportunity is only for melee attacks made with a creature who is currently leaving the space that you're adjacent to because spiritual weapons don't take up a five foot square. And they also aren't performing a melee attack. Mm. They're performing yeah. a melee spell attack. They are not able to. Just a 14 hit? Yeah. A 14 would hit. Seven. That's enough. Okay. Okay. Uh, you, it, it like... Bitch. <laughs> uh, I imagine it leans forward and tries to get you with those tentacles and you just kind of like step away from it um, and it realizes it's in a bad uh, situation uh, and it tries to pull away but you just bring your sword down on its head and uh, like um, pin it to the ground mm -hmm. with your sword uh, and when you yank it back out it goes limp it's gonna uh, look at the next one and be like you're next uh the second one is going to um <laughs> kind of give you like a, a a dumb uh uh score one in intelligence look uh and then it's going to lunge for lydia uh does an 18 hit you yeah it does all right, uh, you're going to take five poison damage and give me a constitution saving throw. Ouch. Huh. Oh, no, there we go. Constitution saving throw? Mm-hmm. 17. 17's going to make it, uh, and it's also going to try and bite you. No. 19 to that, hit. That, yeah, that hits. All right, you're going to take... Um, Oof. Uh, five points of piercing damage. Ouch. As it wraps its tentacles around you and then leans in and gives you a That was rude, but okay. Alright, heart, it is you. So, um, heart is... He still got his flame blade up, and I, I miscast it last time. Uh, because there's no benefit to casting it at a third level slot. I thought there was. Might be. Um, going forward, I will remember this. But he has a creature on him. So he's going to make an attack roll with Flamey Scimitar. Um, does a 13 hit? 13 will hit. Okay. 
And then it is going to take nine points of fire damage. Okay. Okay, and as a bonus action, if I'd taken Starry Form Archer, I could do something, but I did not. Um, yeah, so um, he'll move between, or like he'll angle himself, so that way he's also near the one that's near Lydia. And that's it. All right. Uh, Lydia, it's your turn. Ouch. Being very angry, Lydia will swing her spiritual weapon. Um, and let me just roll an attack here with that. Uh, so that's going to be a nine. Nine's not going to hit. Uh, seeing her weapon swing wide, she is going to just pull out her bell one more time, and the sound of a creaking old ship fills the airs. I need a wisdom saving throw, please. Uh, ten's not going to make it. No, it needs 15! So, haha, it gets 12 points of uh, necrotic damage. Yes. Owie. Oof, owie, it's carapace. As just Lydia, the tendrils start to kind of curl in on themselves on the creature's mouth uh, as if they had been decayed away. Mm, okay. Uh, Kuori. Okay. How many of these? Are there still two of these things left? Uh, there is only one. Okay. And it is after Lydia. Get your own gnome to bully. She's gonna hit it. Ugh, no, she's not. Not with a 10. Uh, uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's not gonna hit. And try again. Okay, uh, 25. So uh, swing will go wide, but then uh, they will turn and come back with a vengeance. Uh, and we'll hit four, six damage. That's all I got. But gotta cut off one of those tentacles. Okay. Um, I mean, <laughs> you cut off more than its tentacle. That six is enough to put it over yeah. as you, uh, separate the, uh, front part of its body from the back part of its body. So I go for a tentacle, come up with more than I want it. And you just, like, leave a, a steaming cross-section in the snow. Everyone okay. <laughs> Everybody's got kind of, like, these stinging nettles on their arms, kind of brushing them off the... Yeah. Everyone I did okay? not like those. I did not no, like them. They were no. far bigger than they needed to be. Yes. Uh -huh. No, it's it was it's. I thought they were like small at first, but then they turn out to be larger. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it was just the forced perspective. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as they got closer, they turned out to be bigger. Uh, yeah. Give me a nature check. Anybody who wants to try and identify these things, uh, I will try. Uh, in the meantime, Lydia is going to use detect thoughts and try to pinpoint mm -hmm. those three creatures again and she will keep her spiritual weapon up it is up for a full minute um which is not a lot of time but just in case fair yeah. enough 14 for nature roll 
14. Uh, you are able to determine that um, you've never really seen one of these before in the wild, but you have read about them. Uh, these things are carrion crawlers. Um, they uh, typically eat um, dead things for the most part, but they're not above uh, going after alive things and making them mm -hmm. dead so that they can eat them. Uh, their tentacles are able to paralyze their prey, and then they typically drag it away to somewhere else where they can Mm -hmm. Oh, I have forgotten what those look like, and I hate it. Yeah. They're little guys. They look like fucking caterpillars from hell. They're like really, really fat centipedes. I hate it. <laughs> uh, but uh, if, um, if these are anything to go by, then this thing's dead. Um, I feel like... Uh, Lydia is trying to pinpoint the signatures from inside of the, uh, thingamajig. Um, you're able to determine that there are four distinct blips, uh, coming from, like, if, if you're looking at this cephalopod, um, it's got tentacles, uh, and then the back part of its body is just kind of the spiraling shell. Um, like, as you get closer, you can see that above where the tentacles are, there's this flat bit, uh, and then covered in frost, um, is actually, uh, some sort of mechanical, um, thing. Um, getting closer, it, it, it actually looks like a giant crossbow, um, and you might be able to identify it as a ballista, if you're familiar with siege weaponry. Um, and the four blips seem to be coming from, like, somewhere inside the shell, uh, fairly close to the front of where this flat bit is. Is the, like, looking at the tentacles, are they decaying? Are they frozen? Um, like, what they're is all, their current state? They're kind of slimy. Um, they're pallid uh purple kind of covered in snow um if you walk up and touch them um they don't seem to be decaying necessarily uh they're very cold and um it, it's it's like the slime that covers them is kind of covered in an antifreeze sort of agent um there's no sign of the carrion crawlers having uh chowed down on this thing but when I touch it, it doesn't move or anything like that or react to the touch? Completely still. Does it... Oh, I hate that I'm going to have to ask it in this way, but does it feel fleshy? Yes. Okay. All right. Lydia is going to, like, wipe her hand on her coat. Very, uh... But, like, think about, like, um, when... when when creatures get larger, when animals are larger, they tend to have kind of a, a thicker, like, tougher exterior. Like, mm -hmm. think about an elephant. Um, it doesn't have, like, the same skin texture as something like a dog. But it doesn't feel, like, mechanical, like it's a construct or anything like that. It feels it like has, it is a creature. It has some give to it. Like, if you clear mm -hmm. away all of the slime, it, it, it is kind of a rough uh, feeling to it. But yeah, 
still still fleshy. You want me to turn it over? Yeah, how big is it? Quite large. Uh, let me double check. Quite um, as in, large as in huge or large as in large? Well, let me see. 5, 10, 15, <laughs> 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. Um, so... It's about 40 feet wide, and... I cannot five, turn this over. I'm sorry. I'm not that strong. 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, 65, 70, 75, 80, 85, 90, 95. Um, if you just look at its body, uh, not counting the uh, tentacles, it's 95 feet long. Oh! Yes, I, I cannot turn that over, no. No, I do not expect you to, but that's definitely... Lydia will take a moment and point out the giant crossbow, which she, I don't think she would know it is a ballista, but she knows that it looks like a giant crossbow. Um, and just reiterate that kind she's of, getting... It's just kind of mounted right over where, like, the head of this creature would be. So it... it I sense that there's four creatures inside, and this is where Hart is hearing that ch chanting from? Koi is going to turn to heart to see if he's reacting any way, shape, or form to this thing. I was going to say, if you look towards heart, there's probably just like the outline where heart was. <laughs> because he's Burning Star or because yeah. he's gone? He's like, well, Burning Star and also like, as soon as the carry-on crawlers were dealt with, he wasn't looking around at the ship. Like, he was just like honing in just like confidently walking forward towards the sound of this thing yeah, so you, you guys probably for... were like ah i wonder what heart's oh. thought is and then you look over and he's like crawling up the side of this thing <laughs> oh heart what are you doing no guess you gotta follow him we gotta follow him follow heart yeah heart uh, saying, you know? follow your heart follow my heart <laughs> follow your heart uh, your starry-eyed heart. Your starry-eyed heart. Um, he gets up onto uh, the deck of this thing. It's about five feet above the valley floor. Um, it's covered with fresh snow, um, and at the back of it, uh, there is this double door that seems to be made of chitin, uh, chitin. Um, it's probably chitin, um, and uh, it's made of chitin and iron. Uh, and it's tucked under what appears to be two higher decks. Uh, and uh, these double doors are iced shut, um, but they don't seem to be locked. Uh, I, I'd say Hart would get to it first. Give me an athletics check. Natural 20. Fuck nice. yeah! Uh, fucking, uh... <laughs> just... One-handed, open palm. Uh, both of the doors go flying open. Um, uh, you can hear the wind uh, <laughs> blow into this room. Uh, brings snow with it. Um, Hart, uh, the first thing that you see is uh, attached to the walls in this chamber are three sets of chains and manacles uh, designed to hold large creatures. Uh, a staircase rises to the next deck amid crates, barrels, and broken bits of equipment. Uh, however, moving among the detritus are four creatures. Three of them are small, repulsive purple things that float above the ground and pull themselves across the floor using oversized face tentacles. 
the fourth is a lumbering monstrosity made of stitched together parts from goblins, dwarves, and reindeer. Uh, they all kind of turn to look at you. Uh, and like inside your heads, the three of you hear uh, the small purple things all spout the same word uh, in kind of a questioning sense. Danger? Um, and like, you're kind of looking at these things like, oh, shit, the fuck is this? Uh, and um, that monstrosity lumbers into view uh, and appears to be moving towards you with some sort of purpose. Um, so, sorry, three small purple Yep. One things, big, just things. One big monstrosity. Yes, yes. the small, four small purple things um, have like they, they float above the ground, uh, and they have these long purple tentacles that reach to the ground, uh, and they appear to just be like levitating where they are, and they kind of scramble away from you a little bit. They use those little tentacles like feet and just kind of like pull themselves away from you. Um. Uh -huh. Meanwhile, um, this monstrosity is stitched together from bodies of things that you could probably just find across the tundra. Uh, goblins, dwarves, and reindeer. Uh, you can uh, see, like, hang uh, sticking out of its back, um, just kind of going down where a spine should be. Just a bunch of reindeer antlers. Its face has, like, it's half dwarf, half goblin. Um, and its limbs are made out of, like, just like one limb it has like very clear like uh reindeer uh arms uh, well arms legs uh forming its arm um well you know let's let's make this simple um it's got reindeer haunches for legs right uh so it's like clippity clopping around kind of like a satyr uh one half of it is like just like one big uh dwarven leg with like a dwarven hand stitched to the end of it uh and then the other half is like a bunch of goblin limbs stitched together to form one large limb i fucking love and then this like, thing and then okay. maybe like maybe like 10 uh goblin hands in a circle just kind of making like a big like grabby mitt. Oh no! There's I hate it. Everything, everything on the tundra ice thrown into a blender. I want yep. to adopt him. Uh, Lydia will immediately, immediately, as soon as she hears like danger, like the question of danger, she will telepathically to uh, the three smaller creatures say friend. Very frantically. Friend, friend. Oh. Can I surface thought this giant stitched up creature? It was like, <laughs> uh, okay. Surface thought, um, just like a dull, like, like the sound of, um, the sound of the overhead lights, uh, in, in like, like a, a school, bulb. a singular yeah, like a fluorescent, fluorescent bulb. bulb, just like with like complete with the sound of like a fly bouncing against the glass <laughs> it's a lelin's room from tyrant security you can you can try to like you know delve further <laughs> but that, those are the surface thoughts uh i don't know if this thing's real I, i'll kind of put myself in front of lydia i know heart's doing their little burning star thing yeah lydia uh, is 
thinking friend friend mean you no harm uh she's like <laughs> cycling through the languages she knows as well just like telepathically saying it in every language sure uh i'll i'll dig deeper into this thing it will okay. have to make a wisdom save there uh 13 uh i believe i don't know what D dc actually it would be my spell save dc mm -hmm. uh my spell save dc is 14 there you go It's 14. Yeah. You make it. Uh, for a moment, Kawori, um, like everything is dark um, and you hear kind of an echoing voice, uh, sort of the sounds of like medical instruments hitting uh, like a, a, a tray um, and uh, just sort of like a voice that kind of echoes in your head. Uh, and it says, um, you're to look after the little ones. Uh, just protect them. Um, whatever you find, um, knock it out, bring it to me, uh, and I can see what's going on. Uh, and, like, as you snap back to the present, you see, like, these ten goblin hands coming straight <gasps> for your face. Oh, God, no, I hate it. <laughs> and I think you guys should roll initiative. Uh, question, has it been longer than a minute? I'm for... assuming it's been longer than a minute since we were fighting the bugs. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Has it been Sorry. longer than 10 minutes? It has not. Yes, my flame blade's I, still up. If you, I mean, like, if you beelined for the door. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, initiative. Oh, that's better than usual. 18 for Lydia. 14 for the usual. Seven. Anyone? <laughs> 18, 14, seven. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 18 for Lydia. 14, Kawari. Seven, heart. Okay. Uh, so those little squidlings are just. Uh, pattering their uh, way away from all of the action. Um, and uh, the amalgamation is uh, reaching for you, Kawori. However, at the top of the round, uh, we have Lydia. Uh, Lydia will immediately reach into her bag of components and pull out um, a silver powder with lavender flex and blow it in the creature's direction. She's going to cast sleep at third level. Oh. Um, oh. And uh, so I gotta, I gotta, I gotta roll. Um, so casting it at third level means that I get to roll a lot of d8. Um, because I get to roll uh, two, four, ninety-eight. Okay. All right. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Roll. Oh, God. Uh, why, why does my, why do my third level sleep rolls always go so poorly? 40. 40 hit points. 
Um, Let me double check something. I don't want to hurt this thing. That's fair. I wanted to go sleep sleep so that we could talk to the little floaty things that have run away. Okay. Um, so you roll 40. It's 40 um, points worth of sleep. You, you're, you're trying to say, like, friend, friend, no danger, you know, like, in, in every language that you think of, and then you, like, this thing starts coming at you, and you go, ah, ah, sleep! Uh, and you hear in your mind um, a little voice go, sleep, 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 and then you hear, thump, 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 and those three squidlings go down. Oh, no! I got far enough away! <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, the amalgamation's still coming for you, Quarry. Uh, anything else on your turn, Lydia? Um, hold on. I, um, nope. <laughs> That's, nope. Uh, Quarry, you've got all these goblin hands coming at you. What do you do? I don't like this. Um... I'm going to, uh, so, okay, to use my spells, I need to have both of my hands free so I won't have my shield, this is something I keep forgetting, so I apologize, so my AC will be lower, but I'm gonna fucking chromatic orb this bitch, right in the, in the stitched up face. Oh, the sound effects. 21. 21's gonna definitely hit it. What kind of damage you doing? Fire. Fire bad. <laughs> I know fire bad. <laughs> Ten goblin hands coming at my face also bad. Alright. Uh... I rolled two fives and a one. Okay. Um, so it starts coming at you and it takes, um, 11 fire damage to the goblin hands and you hear it go, Rrr! um, and it seems to not like fire. It seems to have an aversion to fire even, and like that might have a mechanical effect of some sort. Anyway, uh, it's the amalgamation's turn and it's gonna attack you. It made me feel bad for attacking it when it was coming face, hands first to my face. Hey, I try, I tried to put it to sleep. I, I might feel bad. Ten whole but... goblin hands first to my face. Uh, the first one's a seventeen. That does hit because I don't have my shield anymore. Okay, and the second one is a ten, which I'm pretty sure doesn't. No. Okay, well that's going to be thirteen bludgeoning damage as oh. um it goes, and then it goes. And it like, like comes Baps in with me. like, yeah, it, like a cat. Uh, it, it comes in f with an uppercut actually, with it with that dwarf leg arm, which is a little bit shorter, uh, but it does have like a dwarven fist at the end of it, which is real hairy, and it just, like, uh, and it gets you right under the jaw, heart. Okay, so setting the scene, um, I thought that heart had reached the door first, kicked it open. And then all right. the shit was inside. And then Kaori and Lydia just, like, just showed up next to him. Basically, like, saw that he was making... Okay, cool. 
So if this creature is still here, with its then aversion to fire, and heart is like right next to Kaori with a flaming scimitar. Zoop. Like, just gonna try and try and get him. Okay. Flaming sword. You love to see it. It's a 22 to hit for 11 points of fire damage. All right, that'll hit. And it do not like that fire damage. That's all I can do. Okay. Uh, Lydia, it's your turn. Begrudgingly. <laughs> but, like, seeing that the creature has attacked Kawari and, like, done, a, a, done some damage, uh, Lydia will... Oh! Um, Lydia will attack... Uh, uh, do I would Lydia know if this creature is undead I mean she would it's it made of seem... but it's made of parts of dead things does not, that not would, classify it as undead I, you would think but it does not damn it, it I was gonna try and turn it <laughs> made of is the operative word here okay There's a difference between raising something and using the parts of a dead thing to make something else. Fair and valid. I will attack it with a guiding bolt at first level. Okay. Uh, that's a 24. 24 is going to hit. Um, it takes 16 points of radiant damage. And the next attack on it has uh, advantage. Okay. Speaking of, Corey. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, it's, it's still looking okay? I mean, as okay as a stitched up creature can look? Um, well, I mean, it's, it's charred in a couple of areas, but, like, I would not say it is bloodied yet. Okay. Uh, I'm going to then Go ahead and strap on for some long sword tacks. Back with my shield and uh, 21. 21's gonna hit. Five. Okay. And then hit again. 17. 17 will hit. Ooh, nine. So just, okay. just swinging. Gotta get uh, that shield back out. <sighs> as you attack it with your non-magical sword, uh, you can see that that is not doing much of anything to it. Okay. Um, yes. Uh, and as you realize that, uh, it's going to come back around with its ten goblin hands and try to grab your face. Yeah. Uh, fifteen to hit? Does not hit. Okay. Uh, but what about a fifteen? Uh, you rolled fifteen <laughs> <It> twice. <laughs> doesn't hit. You know, okay. actually, this time it does hit. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I knew if I kept on trying. Um, it, it swings at you twice, but you manage to duck and juke and dodge and get out of the way. Heart, your turn once again. 
Uh, flaming scimitar. Let's make our attack. Yeah. 13. 13 is going to hit, yeah. Oh. We learned something today. This thing doesn't have a lot of uh, armor. 15 points of fire damage. Okay, it does not like that. All right. Uh, anything else for you? Nope, that's going to be it. All right, at the beginning of the third round, um, a door in the back of this room, um, which did not look like a door before, uh, but boy, how do you find out it's a door now because a sphincter opens up and goes, uh, and behind it is, um, well, you saw those little purple things, right? Is it a big purple thing? Uh, take one of those, make its head, a whole lot bigger, make the uh, tentacles a little bit smaller, uh, and take that head and put it on top of about a halfling-sized critter in black robes. Um, it's it's a squid-faced critter that just kind of like, <laughs> shoop, the sphincter opens, and there is a, a little a little squid a squid squid boy, uh, boy, squid boy. Um, <laughs> And uh, you see it go, <laughs> uh, and it's like little tentacles go like. Would you tell uh, me to stop attacking me? And it says in gnomish, none of you would happen to know gnomish, would you? I know. Lydia will say, and she's like, um, she's like getting ready to literally try and climb on this creature's back. Uh, pause and just say, I do in gnomish, in gnomish. Um, great. In that case, I have a question I need to ask you. Uh, in the kind of in the middle of making sure we don't get eaten, can you call off this thing? I tried to put it to sleep, but it's very persistent. Um, and it, it's trying to eat us, we didn't want to hurt it, just to be clear. Not our intention. It's trying to eat us. Uh, he kind of waves <laughs> at the thing and it turns around and it goes <laughs> and like points at you guys like they started it. <laughs> and he just That's a lie. Waves he came to my face with his ten little <laughs> goblin hands. <laughs> waves it off pretty aggressively. And he's like, that question. Yeah. yeah why? Why shouldn't you eat soup out of a bread bowl? from Dugan's Hole. Because it's in bread! No? Who is this? Wow, I really thought that no, one would work. No, honestly, I'm sorry. I'm just a little distracted. I, I personally, I thought that joke was super. <laughs> oh god, the kids! I'll on that one for a minute. <laughs> It toddles over to the squidlings to check on them. They're just having a nap. No one hurt them. They're just having a nap. It was nap time. It was nap time. Lydia, um, what's going Lydia, on? Lydia is frantically speaking in no mission. I don't think either Hart or Corey know what to say. She is not bothering to translate. <laughs> Um, it, like, it goes over to check on the kids, um, 
and um they they appear to be okay he, he managed to manages to rouse them uh and they all like uh groggily float back up uh still kind of like hanging on they're like they're like balloons just sort of barely like hanging on to the ground with their tentacles the mass as, effect as, thingies oh the hanar yeah the hanar i mass guess effect. do the hanar hang on to the ground with their tentacles <laughs> They they are this little. They look like a man of war jellyfish uh, head part, and then they have to no, go re- all the way to the ground. <laughs> they just sort of like drag along it. Yeah, like they, they just drag like, along. Yeah, they they, like they float balloons. like little like, like mylar we, balloons. Yeah, weak old helium balloons. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. My my memory of them is that like there was one of them that was in an action movie. <laughs> yeah, this one liked. Uh, but yeah. This one showed up to chew bubble gum and shoot bullets, and it's all out of bullets. I don't know, um, <laughs> something like that. It had like a one-liner. We got distracted. Um, there's a squid-faced thing with babies here, um, and like, it, and like, it is it is speaking in gnomish to Lydia, and Lydia is speaking in gnomish back to it. Uh, that is what is in fact is going on right now. Lydia will just, like, put up a hand and just, like, literally, like, Chikori, just, like, don't, don't. It's not me. Heart, heart, are you okay? Heart, don't attack, apparently. Heart, burning star, whoever's there. Um, and Lydia will continue to just be like, we didn't, we didn't hurt the kids. We didn't, we didn't know they were kids. Um, but I just, they needed a nap, so they're safe. No, nothing bad hurt them. We, we only attacked your friend. Because right, I, I got you, I got you. Okay, friend okay. is a strong word. Um, a amalgamation of things that I just found kind of out here um, is a, a better a better word for it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Friend is a little bit. I, I'd probably uh, use friend to describe um, you know the uh, the beloved pets that we have outside. Um, you know, the, the ones with the tentacles on their faces. So cute. So cute. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I, I digress. Um, hi, my name's Dredevex. Nice to meet you. Hi, I, I'm, I'm Lydia. Um, this is, this is Kawori, and, and this is our friend Hart. Um, we've been running into a bit of trouble, and so when your project came running at us um i'm sorry we just the first thing i did was make sure the kids were safely asleep and 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 now we're (laughs) here um understood understood don't feel like don't feel too bad like it was it was just following orders you know we built it to protect you know uh, the nautiloid and everything so that's yeah i'm sorry the what the the nautiloid that's what this thing is called it's a nautiloid. What's going on? Wow. Uh, Lydia will telepathically say to Quarry, um, I think I've got this. We accidentally killed their pets. Oh, <laughs> you just say going on. Don't say anything. <laughs> um, and uh, Lydia will just continue speaking in Gnomish and just sort of explain why they're here. Um, uh, we, my my friend Hart here has been hearing this 
chanting and it seems to be emanating from the sorry the not nautilus chanting yes Ch chanting what, is, like what are you talking about? Uh, does your friend speak uh, understand deep speech uh, and he like turns and like looks at heart and goes like Bruh! does heart have any additional languages while it's starry form no if anything, like, this conversation does not affect him at all. Like, he's still just, like, looking around, trying to track down where the sound is coming from inside the Nautiloid. Oh! Oh! Oh, he might be hearing the distress signal! Uh, maybe. Are you sending off a distress signal? Are you in distress? Well, yes! Our Nautiloid crashed down on this godforsaken planet! We gotta get out of here. But the thing is, is that like our 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 life support system is failing. We've only got like seven days left. Seven days. Seven. <laughs> That's not a lot of time. Um. Well, uh, I'm here's, sure. That here's the good news. I can communicate telepathically. Uh, and he like puts a hand up to his uh, head and he looks at you, Corey. <laughs> Lydia like, is immediately sweating and like, hello, just, <laughs> elephant, hello, can you, elephant. hello, can you understand me? There's, there's a voice inside your yeah. head. Yeah, I can understand. Uh, it has an accent that I can only describe as goopy. <laughs> uh, yes, I can understand you. I can. I have a very important question for you. Okay. <laughs> Yes. What do you call a bovine with no legs? Ground beef. That's your ground beef. Moving. No. Okay. No, I, I got, I got, I got. Uh, that okay. goblin brain was just full of duds. Oh, it's a, a goblin brain. Did he eat goblin brain? Don't worry about it. Um, so you 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 heard the the distress signal, right? And you can um, you can go out in sub zero temperatures, right? Well, my, that's my, what you guys I, can do. He he opens up a, a telepathic um, a telepathic line to everybody. Um, could you potentially just as a test turn the distress single, signal off and see if that is in fact what my friend Hart has been drawn towards? Sure, sure, sure. Let me just of driving him crazy. Sure, sure, sure. Let me just tell my. Let me just tell my heterosexual life partner about that. You're, I'm sorry, you're what? My heterosexual, my heterosexual life partner. Are, are they here? Uh, yeah, they're upstairs trying to keep the whole thing from falling apart. I'd be up there helping them, but I heard banging. Right. Um... Is you got you guys okay? Sleepy, hungry. <laughs> Hi, kids. Hi. Uh, it's hearts. Uh, just after the distress signal is turned off, Lydia will kind of turn and look to starry form heart, and just be like, H "How you doing, buddy?" DM, how am I doing? Um, 
Am I still these hearing are... this? Yeah, sure. I mean, like, you're you're burning star right now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying, like, I'm hearing the, like, distress signal even after it's been turned off. Um, it, it goes on for a while yet, um, and then eventually it turns off. Then I think, like, if they ask, Have a like, moment of peace, finally. If they <laughs> ask, like, can you hear this thing, like, the flame scimitar disperses. Okay, I, I think that's what it was. Um, once he feels more safe and, and comfortable, he'll return to his normal self. He's not very talkative right now. Um, oh, yeah. I'm not opening up a channel with that guy. Have you, are you familiar with people that can do this? Creatures that can do this? Uh, just looking at him. I don't want whatever's going on inside that head. You know, fair and valid. Fair and valid. Um, understandable. So how you have seven days left to repair your ship. Um, yes. Okay. What is it that you need? We need something called a psi crystal. You ever heard yeah, of one of those? You know where to, how to find one of those? <laughs> Corey, or, just by any chance, do you have any spare brains lying around? Because the kids do get hungry. Lydia will just like look at Corey and like raise an eyebrow, knowing that she is not <laughs> happy. Um, so all you need is a, a side crystal, and then you can pilot yourself back to your home. We can patch the thing back together and then we can, you know, get the heck out of here. But yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's a temporary fix, mind you. It's not going to be fixed permanently, but, you know, gap. it'll get us to the next repair station. Oh, okay. Um, could you just give us a minute? Uh, we're just going to go outside for a second um, and okay. just gather our bearings a little bit. You know, our friend's very shaken up. We'll try and get him back to his normal self and calm him down. Yeah, yeah it's okay. Right, right, right. Corey's uh, going to walk you go. up to the little tentacle dude. Oh, you are very tall. <laughs> yes, I am very tall. I have a question for you. Is it another joke? What do you call somebody? <laughs> With nobody and no nose. Nobody knows. Uh, Sorry, you had something to say? So if we, get you a, if we get you a side crystal, you'll be able to leave. And this yep, strength signal will leave with you and you can repair yourself and feed yep. brain somewhere else that's not here. Sure, yeah. That's about the long and short of it. <sighs> okay. She's gonna pull out the necklace from inside her armor, take the bag out, <laughs> and then just look at it with a frown and just give it to him. What? You already had one? I did. How? Well, you see the distress when? Never mind. The distress signal actually led our friend here to it. 
Okay, get that thing off my ship. I'm sorry, but you needed our help. You I definitely did. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. this is super great, but I'm scared of that thing. He doesn't mean you any harm. The burning meteor <laughs> eye just flares. <laughs> You're not helping hard. I'm sure he does, but regardless of whether or not he does, I'm afraid of the collateral damage. Okay. Okay. We, uh, we will, he will get hard off your ship. I wish you, your kids, and your heterosexual life partner the best of luck. Thank you. Is there Thank a reason why you specifically said heterosexual life partner? Um, I've got a better question. How would you feel if somebody stole your mood ring? Moody? You wouldn't know. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. I gotta go. Lydia <laughs> <laughs> picks up Hart and Lydia and just gotta go. <laughs> we killed their pets, it's fine. Let's go. <laughs> Successful deflection. <laughs> Uh, jumps through the jumps through the sphincter door and it shuts behind him. <laughs> I will wave at the kids as she's being carried uh, under Corey's arm. <laughs> like I just imagine Corey scooping her up feet first, so she's just waving at the kids as they leave. Or scooping both of them. I was like, we're leaving right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. Um, what was this? <laughs> you guys are kind of shuffled off of the ship, uh, as it turns out to be. Um, and you can hear kind of like a bang, bang, bang. <laughs> from inside. <laughs> and then suddenly, um, those tentacles begin to judder to life and kind of like flip forward. Uh, a little bit, uh, just kind of casting snow everywhere. Uh, and it begins to like shudder and sort of like heat up a little bit and kind of raise jankily off of the ground. Uh, meanwhile, you see that squid face appear on that like flat lower deck where you guys were standing before. Um, and he says, hey, I really appreciate what you guys did for us. So uh, you can have this. And uh, he just tosses something down at you. Um, it looks like just the stock end of a crossbow, but, like, it's made out of metal and kind of has, like, this weird, like, knobbly end to it. What is it? You give me a gun? I gave you a laser pistol, yes. <gasps> I'll, I'll give you information on that later. Um, you see it kind of begin to kind of turn in midair, uh, and <laughs> there is a sound like uh, a cello string being uh, plucked. It goes, dong, dong, dong. And he's all like, see you on the flip side. Bye. <laughs> and um, it goes, Shoop! and then, and uh, it disappears. Burning Star reverts back to Hart, and he's just waving and says, have a nice day. <laughs> and I think that's where we're going to leave off. Did 
Okay, what was this? Oh my god! That's a good question. <laughs> All right, what was that? Thank you. Got a better question for you. <laughs> what does an angry pepper do? What is what is pepper? Uh, an angry like a like like a pepper that's angry. What is what does it do? It gets jalapeno face. That's it. I'm done. That's the end of it. Good night, everybody. He's here all uh, week. Putting casting calls out for a new DM. <laughs> <laughs> that I would like if you to want say... to hear the rest of the jokes that I had ready, uh, tune in to today's courtyard. <laughs> the after show that we will be doing after this show. So. Before we even head off, Wings, thank you so much for running this game. I always have a blast whenever you're on the channel, especially when you're giving shitty puns. Where can we find you? What do you do? Oh, hey, everybody. My name's Wings, also known as Danae Keener. You can find me at DanaeKeener.com. I do nerdy drawings mostly related to D&D &D and a lot of things on this channel. You can also find me at Danae Keener on Twitter. I have a schedule there. You can see all of the streams that I'm up to. You can also find me at Flailing Wings, where I shitpost on Twitter. DanaeKeener.com. Hi everyone, my name's Satan. I'm very confused and tired. Uh, it is one o'clock in the morning here at ESD time and wow, is my brain doing flips. Anyway, <laughs> you can find me at Elsa Vamp uh, with two P's over on Twitter uh, where I just post whatever I like. I'll post my art sometimes and I might, I'll be opening my commission soon if y'all want to help me because there is a stray cat and she's preggers and we want to take her to the vet. Uh, she's really sweet, and I need money for that. Um, so if you want to help a, a little pregnant cat, get some commissions done by me. Um, but uh, other than that, you can find me here Sunday nights, uh, as well as Thursday nights for the next uh, two weeks. But I think it's still Thursday nights after that, because we're going to be doing Monster Noir on Thursday nights. Uh, you can also find me on Valdrian's channel playing Dragon Age. If you like Horny on Main, that is gotta be your game uh coming next month we're going to start back up over at plot hunters we're taking a break from our last season finale um and uh sunday mornings you can find me over at the hype goblin uh exactly 12 hours before this starts uh <laughs> at 10 a.m uh dming for my friends uh so other than that yeah uh go on twitter check out i'll be posting commissions soon so yeah Hi everybody, it's me, uh, Liz Mac, also Liz Mac D22 on Twitter. You can find me here playing Lydia and having so much fun with these amazing people every Sunday night. Um, other than that, you can find me not sleeping and surviving on iced tea and anxiety because uh, I am the community manager for an amazing little indie game studio based out of Montreal and our game Operation Tango releases June 1st which is in a week and a little tiny bit here and um, if you <laughs> want to find out more you can follow us at Clever Plays on Twitter or we do have a link tree as well which is uh, linktr.ee slash Clever Plays and I look forward to seeing you all next Sunday, hopefully, if I make it that far. 
and if you've made it this far, you probably already know who I am, but if you don't, hey Acorns, what's up? It's me, your buddy, your pal, your friend, the Indoor Adventurer, the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash Indoor Adventures. We do shows like this on Monday and Thursday at 5.30pm Pacific Standard Time, as well as on Sundays at 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If this is your first time joining us, you can go to youtube.com slash Indoor Adventures to check up on all the VODs of each of the games that we have played up until this point, including full playthroughs of Ghost of, of, Ghost of Salt Marsh, Curse of Strahd, Waterdeep Dragon, Heist, Tyrant Security, Tomb of Annihilation, and many, many more to come. Um, but for right now, we are going to be going into our Patreon-supported after show called Knights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from the community, but also from each other. So if you would like to listen in on that podcast, you can find that again at patreon.com slash indooradventures. And before we head out, I would like to say one last time, Thank you so much, Wings, for running this incredible game. Thank you to everybody who decided to stop on by, and thank you to these players for putting up with our bullshit once again this week. And we'll see all of you guys next time. All right, everybody. Bye-bye!